0: Going Linux, Episode 319, Backups with GRSync. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: In today's episode, backing up your computer with GR Sync.
1: Hey Bill, how are you? I'm good, Larry. You know, I've been missing an action for a while.
0: Yeah, just uh, one episode, but that's okay. Uh,
1: I think you've been a little busy. Well, uh, I kind of move states.
0: Yeah, yeah. No longer in California, huh?
1: No, I had the opportunity to move to my first state of choice. Not that I don't love California, but I really wanted to move to New Mexico.
0: Yeah, you just love New Mexico more.
1: Yes. (laughs) Now I'm... Sorry, guys. No, I moved to New Mexico uh, with the company I worked for because I had the opportunity and it was where I wanted to be. And so I... Kind of short notice, peck, put my house up for sale, said I'm moving, gone. <laughs> All right, well, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, but it was quick. But California sent me uh, a, a parting uh, gift. I ran into rain, snow twice, high winds, and uh, a, a really, you know, a 13-hour trip turned into an eight hour trip because California was not pleased that I would leave her, so. <laughs>
0: well, well, a uh, it, hard-fought battle. <laughs> yes, it was,
1: but it was, it was, it's been, it's really nice out here. I really, really, really uh, love it. It's everything I hoped it was going to be. But California will always hold a special place dear near to my heart. That's where I went uh, first, so, you know. What they say, your first love is—you know—you never forget. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is where we were planning to move um, uh, for a long time, and it just kind of fell into place. So I had the opportunity, so I said, "Hey, I'm not getting any younger or prettier. I need to do it now." <laughs> well,
0: I hope things go well for you there. It, uh, yeah, it is. A great it's, move. It, I hope
1: I, I'm, it's going well, and. Uh, uh, We'll see how I, I like it when it gets to summertime.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to compare temperatures then. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, temperatures and humidities. But I will point out, it's drier out here. I've been drinking yeah. a lot more water.
0: <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, out there. And it's it's pretty much desert where you are, right?
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's desert. Don't come out here. There's nothing to see. Keep going. Yeah. No, just kidding. It's awful. It's just no, a terrible it's, place. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice place. It really is. There's a lot of stuff that even surprised me. But I won't get into it because we could talk for 40 minutes like we happened to do before. We, we just sp- did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a really nice place. I enjoy it. So yeah, um, that's good. I'll give you a little updates once in a while. But uh, anyway, we're not going to talk that's about good. New Mexico or California. I think we're going to talk about what? gr sync
0: All right. and backing up your computer so you know it's almost April and for Linux users of at least Ubuntu based distribution that means one thing can you guess what that one thing is Bill
1: it's a new release a <laughs> new release yes <laughs> yes absolutely
0: distribution and uh, you know whether you're performing a, an in-place upgrade or a wholesale, Reinstallation, um, nuke and pave, as we call it. You should always back up your system before you begin. And so that's why this episode. Uh, and you back up your system before you do an upgrade or an update simply because of unexpected disaster. <laughs> you do? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Everybody but Bill. Wait. Larry does anyway.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm. It's not nuke and pave. It's the bill method, <laughs> A.K.A. Nuke and pave. I did that enough. Yeah. Um Yes, backup is is really nice. So, backing up your computer is a cheap disaster recovery insurance. I will know from experience. As we've mentioned in previous episodes and articles, one way to back up inexpensively is to use a large firewire or a USB 3.0 external hard drive, uh, and copying everything in your home directory to it on a regular basis. And and perhaps the easiest way to ensure that you make your backup regularly is to automate the process using the backup software that comes pre-installed with your Linux distribution. Now, Larry, Uh before we go on, let me ask you just a quick question. Does it always have to be a USB... 3.0 external drive, or can you use uh, like the older two USB 2?
0: Well, you can, but it'll be slower. Sure, you can use anything that's an external drive or something external to get the information from the computer you're using. That's Uh the key thing. Don't put it on a drive that's installed in your computer, because if your computer crashes, it might just take out all the drives in your computer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. So if you do have an older USB uh, drive... Like I do, um, sure. It shouldn't be that much of a difference, should it? I mean, because you're just you're not copying a lot from that home folder, are you? Besides, well, it
0: depends on what you store in your home folder, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it's really the difference between USB 3 and USB 2 from a usage standpoint is oh, okay. just the speed at which the the drive runs so it'll be slower to copy the same amount of data to usb 2 than it is to usb 3 or to firewire or anything speedier is
1: firewire coming down in price have you noticed
0: i don't know i use usb 3 (laughs) but firewire i know is pretty fast okay you know, Apple calls it something else. I forget what it's Yeah, Apple I can't remember it.
1: what they call it. Well, we're not talking about Apple today. Right, I was, right. I was just wondering if you could use an older drive, so that's good to know, because, I mean, I, and I don't have a lot in my home folder, but I guess, you know, if you did, you, I guess it wouldn't, it might add enough, what, an hour, you know, if you have a lot to it, I right. don't know.
0: Okay. And if you don't have much in your in your home folder, you could use a I don't know zip drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about an older, yeah. older storage. The,
1: the, the, the cartridges you put them in. And, was that is that the zip drive? What's yeah, they had the little cartridges. The jazz drive. That, that,
0: the blue. There was jazz drives yeah. that were kind of brownish, if yeah. I remember.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, the the zip drives were blue. And for those people that are listening, some of you don't even know what the heck we're talking about.
1: Well, hey. Just just to, if running a machine that still has a 1.44 floppy, you could probably do it on that. Might need a few floppies, but hey, just get it backed up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So speaking of the modern way of doing things, which uh, okay. is the, the fast, uh, fast USB backup drives. Uh, And using the automated backup software that comes on just about every Linux distribution these days, Mm -hmm. uh, we we can switch to an older way of doing things, uh, which is, well, I guess the oldest way is to copy, you know, just copy-paste sort of thing. Yeah, that works. uh, An older command line tool that we've mentioned in the past is something called rsync. And we've talked about it, and we have an article about it that we'll include in the show notes, about how to use rsync along with a bash script and a cron job to automate the process of backing up using command line tools.
1: Yeah, command line isn't scary if you know what you're doing. Right. And uh, it's not that hard, really. Anyway... What we haven't mentioned is the fact that there is a graphical utility for rsync that makes the command line tool into a graphical application. The mm-hmm. u- utility is called grsync. Well, I guess the G stands for graphical.
0: Uh, what was your first clue? <laughs> uh, the big G. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And it can be found in most co- package repositories. So if you want to try it out, check out your software boutique software center, software library, or whatever your distribution calls it for the G-Sync package. You will need R-Sync as well, but chances are, if it's not installed by default in your distribution, the package management system will install it as a dependency of the G-R-Sync automatically.
0: Yeah, and although you would normally not think of a graphical front end for a Linux command line tool as being cross-platform, G-R-Sync has actually been ported to windows and os 10 as well and we'll have a link to an article that gives you the download locations for those things as well the windows version seems to have been updated as recently as last year but the mac version it had a final release in 2013 and although it's no longer under development for apple's os it's still available and we assume it still just works fine
1: so they actually haven't updated the Mac version since 2013? Is it just wonder to why?
0: Uh, the person <laughs> developing it moved on from Mac and decided to go with yeah. Linux?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Either, either that or they figured it was perfect and there was no more development necessary.
1: Well, that's true. And I heard that Apple was trying to get things into that, because they use a software center now. I heard it's very mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm. sometimes to get things into it. I don't know if it's true yeah, that or not, but be. anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: So why use rsync or grsync rather than just using your distributions pre-installed backup software? Normally, you wouldn't. But, if you want more control over what your backup software is doing, uh, if you would like to try new things, or if you want a tool that shows you what the commands would be for the various options that you selected, then create your own bash script for that. Then you might just want to try this option. Besides, it's cool. I like the cool part. It is just cool. It is. I've used it a couple times. I, I, I'll lie. I don't. I haven't used it a lot. I must have had one of the earlier versions of it. Uh, I don't know if they've polished up the interface. The interface is okay, but it, at the time it looked a little dated, but I'm sure they've made it look much slicker.
0: Yeah, I think it's still got that same dated oh, user interface. Yeah, it's it's very busy. It's got lots and lots of options. And part of the reason for that is uh, on GR Sync, it gives you all of the advantages and options. Well, not all of the options of R Sync, but Many of the options of rsync without the hassle of using a tool like rsync that's less than friendly, unforgiving, and a little difficult to understand. The rsync documentation is extensive, but it's difficult to find the right option for what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, using grsync lets you get around all that sort of stuff and select the option that you want from a very busy graphical. User interface. Um, RSync's advantages that you get by using grsync. Uh, we've got a quick little list here, so let me just run down the list. RSync assumes by default that if the file size or last modified date stamp are the same for a source and a destination, so where you're backing up from and where you're backing up to. The file doesn't need to be recopied. So it doesn't. So saving you time, saving disk space, all that sort of stuff. RSync can preserve date and time stamps and file permissions as well. So you never lose the file permissions if you choose to do it that way. RSync tries very hard to minimize network traffic. After the first full backup, subsequent backups will only transfer the parts of the files that have changed. rsync sync runs on top of SSH, so it's reasonably secure. Uh, R-Sync will back up hidden files and directories as well. So using GR-Sync gives you all of those advantages.
1: Cool. So it actually looks at the the new file size and the old file size. And if it hasn't changed, it just doesn't bother copying over it.
0: Well, yeah, it looks at the file size, but it also looks at the last modified date oh. timestamp. So, you know, maybe you've done a quick little update. It didn't really change the file size, but the date and timestamp are different. Oh, okay. that indicates, hey, this this isn't the same file, so it'll actually make that copy. But if it if all those things are the same, it's not going to recopy it.
1: That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That is really cool. Now, we won't be writing a full tutorial on how to use GRSync because the Science IT Department at the University of Auckland has written an article with screenshots on how to use GRSync as a backup solution for Linux. The Faculty of Science at the University of Auckland is the largest and most highly ranked science facility in New Zealand. They have details for several examples, including selective backup of home directory to a USB stick, backup of a few directories to a network-mounted drive, backup of a few directories to a remote machine. They also describe things to watch out for and provide an rsync reference as well. Of course, we'll have a link in the show notes to the articles from down under. (laughs) So they did all that with screenshots just because they went, wow.
0: I guess they use Linux in the science IT department and they've got this uh, documentation and tutorial that walks their students or their science department through using Grsync to do their backups. Really cool. And that was, really why nice. should we rewrite it? You know, yeah. it's there.
1: Yeah. I don't think we're going to do much better than them. Actually. I know we won't, but <laughs> yeah, that was really nice of them. Uh, yeah. Th- they should get some kudos. You know, if you, if you, if you come find it helpful, you should, uh, you know, if you find an email address, just uh, thank them. Cause that, that's a lot of work.
0: Hmm. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Thanks guys. That really appreciate that guys.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure they did just for us
1: yes of course they did uh,
0: I don't see a date on this uh, on this thing but uh, R-Sync's been around for so long and G-R-Sync's been around for so long that I don't think that they're... oh there's the date way at the bottom they wrote it in November of 2010 so it's you know <laughs> they had no idea we were going to produce this episode so hey. whoever wrote this oh come thanks. on now
1: you just gave them a call and said, hey you know who I am do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> Anyhow. Uh,
0: so let's just wrap this thing up here. Uh, there is a list of features out there for GR Sync that uh, Piero Orsini uh, had written up on his site, the OP Byte site. Uh, and he's probably written this quite a long time ago as well. And we'll have a link to his uh, article in the show notes because it's got lots of information about grsync and rsync and lots of other stuff in there. But uh, the features of grsync, for those of you who are wanting to experiment around with it, are these. And this will take a little while to read through this list. There's quite a few features. First, uh, most commonly used rsync options available. Uh, Additional options may be specified by command line switches. Next, uh, it saves multiple settings with customized names, no limit on the number of, quote, sessions. Uh, Sessions can be created and run multiple sessions at once. So if you're doing backups of multiple partitions or multiple drives, you can have them all running at the same time. Uh, You can do simulation, or normal execution and what that means have you tried that out bill with with rsync or grsync the simulation part of it
1: no i've never I i could do it oops i'm a bad yeah i'm a bad host
0: yeah. Well, listen, It's it's pretty straightforward. Is you it? just set it up the way you want to, uh-huh. uh, for your backup and then you run it in simulation mode and it goes through all of the steps, gives you all of the feedback, lets you know what it's backed up, what it's not backed up, except it's not actually backing up. It's just walking through as though it were backing up. So you can test and make sure that it's going to work right.
1: So basically it's like a dry run.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. That is So neat. If, <laughs> if, as you're reading the output, you, you see, oh, wait, I forgot to back up this folder over here. That's pretty critical. You can go in and change it before you
1: actually do your backup. That is a nice feature.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's uh, one of the features. Next one is it captures and prints Rsync sync output nicely onto uh, its own window and a log file and it says remember to clean it periodically or set up automatic log rotation otherwise your log files will take over a significant space of your hard drive Uh, it parses the rsync output to display progress bars and other information that's one thing that rsync doesn't do very well as a graphical user interface giving you lots of feedback as to the progress in fact sometimes you don't even know whether stuff is running so grsync takes care of that and gives you progress bars pretty cool
1: sort of like set it and forget it when an rsync runs
0: yeah. And of course all of these features are already in the more modern backup solutions that are out there that provide automation and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, this this program's been around a long, long time and although it's not a simple user interface to get your head around, it does work very, very well and it gives you lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of options. So again, if you want to tinker with it, you can
1: certainly do that.
0: You want to read the rest of this uh, list here Bill?
1: Sure uh let's see it can run custom commands before and stop in case of failure and after rsync yeah it's shell script for batch chronotab use ext provided gsync batch command can import and export sessions on file ie share your settings with people that's nice can minimize to system trace and has a, a status icon uh, when supported. It can run specific sessions with super user privileges. That's nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Supports the Unity framework for progress display and notification. Needs rsync installed on the system, command line tool only. No need for server side daemon. Available for free and with sources works on many Linux distributions, including Nokia Memo, Mac OS X, and Windows. It works on Nokia Memo. Wow, that's still supported?
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: So uh, they really do a lot of stuff in this thing. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And like I said, it's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. I think R-Sync, if I remember correctly, was developed in Unix as opposed to in linux or bsd oh okay so it's been around a long time and gr sync has been around for maybe not that long but certainly quite a long time so yeah this is an old tool it's the precursor to the modern backup software solutions but again if you're the kind of person who likes to control exactly what's going on this is a tool for you and it gives you the graphical user interface to
1: well nobody but a goodie.
0: yep absolutely Yeah. yeah So this episode has been for our tinkerers and tweakers and control freaks
1: out there who oh, want to do backups. What, right. what tinkerers are... Wait minute, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> uh,
0: another good use for this uh, is if you want to set up rsync as a command line solution to do your backups, as some people are wont to do, <clears throat> me... Um, You can use grsync to select graphically the options that you want, and it gives you the commands that that it's using for rsync. And so you can actually put those into a batch file, and you can run it from a batch file from the command line using the rsync commands that it's developed for you, so that you don't make a mistake in typing them out. You can just copy and paste them from the grsync window and put them into your batch file.
1: (laughs) Not that you're a control freak or anything. No, no, or, or a geek or anything. Yeah, I mean, nothing yeah, like that. that. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that's that's a pretty nice uh, overview of uh, GR Sync and R Sync. Mm-hmm. I, I think I need to play with that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> there you go. So we'll have links in the show notes for you to do just that, Bill. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. Yep. Any Anything else we should talk about with <laughs> backups or GR Sync or R Sync?
1: Well, I am a little sad. Oh. I had to get a new computer chair, and it doesn't squeak.
0: Oh, that's what was missing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's quiet. I'm sitting there going. That's nice. I, I miss the days when you would say, would you please not move so much?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even noticed. That's cool. That's a, that's a good sign. I think my my chair squeaks more than yours now. I'm sad.
1: No, actually, Larry, that's... uh. I think people find that interesting. I didn't know it could do all that, so I'm going to, have to look at it some more and play with it. I didn't know it had all those features. I do like it the way you can paste and, and uh, paste from the output of GR Sync, and just you know use the command line if you want. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's a, it's a great tool for learning how to use R Sync because, as I said, it's it's not very intuitive uh and uh, rsync the command line and its documentation although it's extensive it's hard to wade through and if you're taking the approach that i want to learn how to make it do this um it's really hard to find things in that documentation if it's very thorough but it's not laid out from a discoverability perspective
1: oh let's face it larry when when they write linux uh, manuals for software programs they like to include everything
0: yeah yeah either the documentation doesn't exist yeah yeah or it's (laughs) it's way too extensive (laughs) yeah you know
1: the the program is uh less than a a meg and it has 63 pages on all the features so (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's the
1: cool thing about command line software. <laughs> yeah. So hey, if you want to make it fly space shuttle, I'm sure there's an option for that too. Uh as a matter of fact, no. <laughs> <laughs> or you can you can make it as complex or simple enough to even let my fat uh dots and uh back up my my machine. So that that's that's good.
0: Yeah, it's a really good tool. So try it out if you're so inclined. Uh either way, as you're thinking about the new release of your distribution if that's coming up in april uh make sure you do your backup whatever tool you use and if you want to try out something new gr sync's a great great way to go all right our next episode is a listener feedback episode. And as always, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community.
0: Until next time,
1: thanks for listening. 73.
0: Hey, music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.